It's the way it just got on fire. I don't know what happened. Within the, an hour, it was like on what? <laughs> 50 likes. And then within a couple of hours, it was on 2,000 likes. <laughs> I didn't understand it. I found it amazing. I was like, yo, they're really roasting my boy, fam. You didn't do shit about it, did you? I mean, what do you want me to do? I can't save you here. <laughs> <laughs> We're to wear Twitter. Twitter is the land of the unknown. Clearly. Someone said this guy was born in the 1800s. Do you know what? It's just the absurdity <laughs> of what is going on that I find amazing. <laughs> These are really making out like 29 is, you was born in there. Oh. Ageism is real, bro. Fam, they said that Yemi viewed the revolution, bro. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Which one? Uh, someone goes. You man are really scrolling through these things, aren't you? Yeah, someone man. goes using the Sony Ericsson question mark. That is My thing is. Bad. Someone goes, did you see dinosaurs on the way to school? This good. This is Yemi used a feather, a feather pen to write. <laughs> <laughs> like he shakes me. I feel like you said. He that. probably wore the costume as oh. well. Can't <laughs> <laughs> someone calls you? Yeah. Neeks. Why do you just tap your feet on the floor? Someone calls. Wait, wait, Yemi. Did I say that? I yeah, feel like you said that on the chat. I might have remixed the couple. Yeah, What's going on, world? Welcome to episode 54 of the Rhymes Like Dimes podcast. With your boys, Peter. Yo. Mohammed. Yo, yo, yo. And myself, Yemi. Another day, another pod, guys. How are we today? Bloody tired, mate. Why are you tired? I had a late night yesterday, man. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. No, it was, it was my boys. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it was my boys 30th, man. Big up Q. Um, big so, up Q? Yeah. Big up Q. We had a very late night, man. So, yeah, I'm just very, very tired. And I had no, like, drink, but I just feel, like, so slow. You know what you call that? What? Old age. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Definitely old age. <laughs> yeah, we've been feeling old age this week. I know I have. <laughs> you got yeah. bullied that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they destroyed I, you. I, I, I tweeted something very innocent about T-Pain and, you know, liking buy you a drink and how in what it year? came out. It was 2007 and I was in year 10. God damn. <laughs> and Twitter, Twitter let loose on me. Um, Just yeah, to put they, context, it's over 300 quote tweets. <laughs> yeah, I got over like, the, the tweet itself got liked about 4,500 4, or 900 times um lots of quote tweets a lot of retweets basically telling me how old i was um you know i was told that i did work experience at safeways you went to school for, for our non for our non uh british um listeners safeways is a very old uh, chain of supermarkets here um i was told i went to school with susan boyle tim westwood and frank, and frank. i saw someone said um you shopped at quick save as well yeah shopped at quick save shout out quick save um i saw the oj case live <laughs> They said that this guy had an autographed Bible. I said, Do you know what that means? I said, Jesus himself autographed. <laughs> Jesus himself, the most high. Um, oh, yeah, oh, very much feeling my age today. Yeah, <laughs> well, this week anyway, and I'm only 29. Yeah. It's very mad. Mohammed, how are you? I'm good, man. Chilling. Um, I went for a lot of music recently, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I mean, you've yeah. also got into a haircut as well. I had to, man. About time. Bro, yo, they pull up outside your crib, you know? Who? Um, I've done it on something called Trim It. So it's an online app. app. And then they come outside your house. So the guy come out like 11 o'clock, late night, mm. pulled up on summer crib. It's calm, just a little van. So what, did he cut it outside that? No, nah, you go inside a uh, van, whatever. Mm. And then he's got a seat, he's got the clippers, everything. It's a full setup. That sounds good. Like, bro, it's so calm. The only annoying thing about it is 
you leave the door open for fresh air. Mm. So like it's a side door of a caravan, isn't it? No, mm. caravan, like a van. The only annoying thing is you're getting a trim, you're sitting there and it's like on a quiet road, but people could just be walking past you. Does that make sense? That's fine though. Nah, man, there were two crackers that were so annoying. <laughs> you know, like I'm getting a haircut. Oh my God, that looks so, fuck off, bro. <laughs> Like, do you know how awkward he's trying to get a haircut? Yeah. And you got two crackers looking inside the van and just, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's hella calm, man. They come to your house, save you time. Money's the same about. So I needed it, man. That sounds interesting. I've never heard of that app before. I never, bro. Um, Ozzy brought me onto it. I never knew mm. what it was before. And he goes, his boy used it. Mm. Uh, I'll recommend it, man. Like, it was solid. The guy tells me, like, before they can start trimming people's hair, they go through multiple stages of like to s- that they're good enough mm. so it's not like you just get some any mm. um dead guy like can't get like a i don't know someone that's whack they have to know what they're doing mm. and he done all right man i wish it was a little bit lower but even it mm. i mean not bad for oh, i pushed my hairline forward as well so salute to him forever <laughs> i didn't even know that was possible and he told me he put some clippers in my hair and he don't know what he'd done he goes yo bro i'll put it forward a little bit i go salute to you forever mm. fam yeah how are you bruv um yeah i'm all right i'm here um chilling you know after the humbling I'm just here, man. <laughs> Recovering. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, they, they they really slapped you about, bro. They they did. They did. With no remorse. Because yeah, I was even getting messages like, yo, why is Yemi going viral? I'm like, wait, what? Yemi's viral? And it, yeah, that was definitely a viral. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, and then I, yeah, I put it in the group chat. I was like, oh, shit. First yeah. time I've gone, properly gone viral. Um, and it's a bit of sweet feeling. Yeah, yeah. The first time you've gone viral? I mean, to that extent, yeah. 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 I mean, you know. I'd like to have been for my work or, you know, <laughs> something, fly, something fly that I might have said, but no, it was very much in my, at my expense. So, yeah. you know, but it's all good. Shout out to everybody that, you know, worked so hard to insult me and, uh, <laughs> you know, make me feel this small. But um, other than that. Fam, they said that you remember Watergate. <laughs> shout out to the person that said that as well. That yeah, was yeah, an amazing out, one. Shout out to the person that said Shout out to the person that wrote that one. That's <laughs> yeah, I know where they live. Don't worry about it. Oh, that was funny. Also, speaking of work, did you write for, about Reasonable Doubt? I did, yes. I wrote for The Independent, but basically the story about Reasonable Doubt with help from the brilliant new audio series by Breaking Atoms, friend of the podcast. Um, they've done a new audio series. Five parts basically talking about the origin story of Reasonable Doubt and using that. I wrote about the story for Independent, so shout out to The Independent. Shout out to Breaking Atoms, Chris and Summit, do your da- doing the damn thing. Salute to them. Um, they've got another one of those for the blueprint coming soon, mm. um, so looking forward to that. Um, so shout out to them. I also want to shout out um, a local paper in London called the Peckham Peculiar, um, which basically interviewed us and uh, put us uh, on the paper of their latest issue. So uh, big shout out to Peckham Peculiar. Big shout out to Emma Finnamore, big who wrote the story. Salute um, to you. Salute to you. I'm from Tottenham, by the way, but salute to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, he, he was made out to be from East London, but really <laughs> that's not the case. But um, yeah, big up, big up Peckham Peculiar each and every time. Um, yeah, very humbling. Very, very honoured to uh, have been part of that. So, yeah, man, shout out. And shout out to everybody listening as well, whether you're listening on SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, YouTube. Um, yeah, man, thank you for listening. We hope you keep listening. Follow, share, comment, rate, wherever you can. It really helps us grow as a podcast. Anyway, guys, That's without it. further ado, <laughs> I'm going to start with Mohammed because I know he's very excited to tell me what he's been listening to this week. So, Mohammed, what have you been listening to this week? Yeah, I've been waiting for this. Go ahead, sir. So you said, I, you, said, you said in pre-pod that you had an apology. Yeah, I owe an artist an apology. Oh, yep. I owe ahead. Tyler the Creator an apology. Okay. I think I was kind of harsh and fuck me for no reason. Kind of. Um, yeah, I don't think I was too deep onto him, but this is the first album I sat with Tyler the Creator, like sat with. What album is this? Uh, what's it actually called? 
Call Me If You Get Lost. Call Me If You Get Lost. His new album. Yeah. So this is the first one I've actually sat with and thought, let me just take this time in to really see what he's about. And also, because um, whenever drama does a Gangster Grills, I always tune in. I feel like drama is one of the best. Is it a Gangster Grills? Essentially, it is, but it's an album, Gangster Grills. Basically, is. It basically is a Gangster Grills. So is it a mixtape? No, but it's an album. It's an album, but it's got drama all over it. Yeah. He was the, you hear Gangster Grills all over the album. Mm. So whenever you hear Gangster you already know. Whenever you hear yeah. Gangster Grills, I always kind of tune in because I fuck with drama a lot. So I was like, right, this is an awkward one. Like, I, mm. I couldn't see it before. Let me see what's going on. Yeah, man, I'll put Tyler Apology, bro. I didn't know he could rap like this. Mm. Like, I didn't know he got this busy. He was sleeping. The NBA Young Boy verse feature was an epic. The, 40, the Doug one was epic. The, every feature he picked was good. I didn't like the Wayne feature, but every feature he You picked, didn't like the Wayne feature? No, I didn't like Wayne's verse on it. Oh, yeah, I didn't like Wayne's verse Come on, Mo. I'm so sorry. I didn't like Wayne's verse on it. I didn't. He arguably had the best verse of the whole thing. No, I didn't like... I liked NBA Young Boy's verse. Out of every feature to me, NBA Young Boy killed it the most. Mad. Out of all the features in it. NBA Young Boy. But anyway, yeah, man, I didn't know he could bar like this. Every the, the first track, the first track of the song he bodied, the flow switch ups on the album was disgusting. This is outside the Cole album. And I'll be honest with you, I can see myself by the time this is all done saying this is my favorite album of the year, which is mad for Tyler the Creator with yeah. me. I would never would have thought Tyler the Creator would have a favorite album of the year for me. But it's already in my top two, and I've gone back to this more times than I went back to Cole's album when it first dropped. Yeah. Like I've gone back to this four or five times, like legit and not skipping a track. Mm. And that's so rare in 2021 to be like, yo, I don't, I can't find, find a track there that's got a flaw. Even the ones with Tyler by himself, he's barring. Mm. He's like ridiculously, I didn't know. Like I remember it from Marshes versus Goblins with the games and all of that, but the way it just seems he's elevated and the comfortability he's at now, and just he's in a comfortable place where it's like, let me just shit on people. And that's the kind of rap I love. So I don't know if it was a case of where he switched up, but he gave me everything I've looked for in a rapper. So yeah, this is uh, this uh, this is definitely my top two album of the year. I think it's gonna end up being my favorite album of the year when it's all said and done. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'll probably apology, man. I've really <laughs> fucked with this album. I, I can't point to worse. And also, I listened to Rosenberg's album as well. Um, oh, Peter Rosenberg. Yeah, yeah, Peter Rosenberg's album. I listened to it as well because of the names on it. Mm. I kind of liked. I like what he done where he stood behind it and just let these guys rap. So I wasn't mad at that. But Tyler's album is the one I've listened to the most the last three days. Tyler's that guy I tried to tell you. Yeah, no, no, you did. You did. I'll give you that. I can't argue that at all. Yo, I apologize to you too, I guess. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you've been telling me for time. I accept your apology on behalf of Tyler. I appreciate that because I've cast Tyler fans. I've cast Tyler the creator. Yeah, you have. Yeah, like I've, so like I've now got to take that humbling and go, yo, I I get it now. I seize it. Listen, man, humbling's a part of growth. Yeah, man, like, yo, have you listened to the album? No, not yet. Yo, I'm not. Yeah, but you can tell me if you feel like I'm guessing it. No, it's a great album. Um, I feel like, and I said this to you before, I think it's his best album since Flower Boy, which is the album before last. I think with Igor, he obviously went a different direction. And then with this one, he just let everybody know that, yo, I can really rap. That's, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Still nice with the beats. The fact that drama's come through with that cosign as well. And another thing, like between Igor and this new album, he's been collaborating with like Freddie Gibbs, West Side Gun and stuff. So people are recognizing that this guy is nice. Yeah. So he he's he's developing in real time and he's getting that respect from both ends of yeah, the spectrum. The features he's got was like, even I was like, oh, bro, I can't see how this is going to fit. Like, it's not people I would expect. Like, but everything went You can't well. deny Tyler, man. Everything went well. Like this album, everything fitted. Like I really, 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 really like this album. Mm. So salute to Tyler. Salute to him, man. Salute to him. Not everyone could drop a good album. We're about to get into... <laughs> 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 you love that. You love doing that. 
That's cool though. Are you done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Pete, who you listening to? Um, I've been listening to Sky Zoo's new album called All the Brilliant Things, which was a really good album. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to say if it's one of the best of the year yet, just because I I'm just taking it in as it is. But it's a really good album though, man. Um, I'm not sure if it's his best yet, but yeah, really fucking good. Um, I've been listening to her's new album, which um, yeah, man. What a long pause, bro. You look disappointed. It, 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 it's not what it should have been. And I love her. You disappointed? Yeah. 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 Um, it, she's too talented for the album to not be better than it is, man. And like, you know, the the EPs that she, the first couple of EPs she dropped were amazing. Her last project, which was, you know, really good as well. This album was unnecessarily long. And I don't know, man, I just didn't, it just didn't, it just wasn't what it was supposed to be for me. Damn. There's a song on there called Process that I absolutely love. And there's a song with Ty Dolla Sign that I absolutely love. Um, there's a song called Damage, which um, is probably one of my favourite R&B songs in a very long time. But other than those ones, there's not many songs on there that I'll go back to. Um, so yeah, I've been listening to that album. Um, Tiana Taylor's last album I've been like revisiting, I really enjoyed. Um, you enjoyed that? Yeah, yeah, it's got some really dope moments on there, man. Um, she said she was a really, really long album, but really some some good moments on it's there. Most, one of the most meaty albums I've listened to in the last year. Oh wow, what mid? It's so mid. Oh, nah, and I'd bugging. even say it's even below mid. It's not good. Bro. Oh, you're bugging to me. You're bugging. It's not good to me. Yeah, bring that. I, I, I like it, man. But I'm an R&B head, isn't it? So I, I fucks with it. But um, what else I've been listening to? I've been listening to Ransom, his seven EP, which like is fire. Very fire. Um, that's it, really. Um. Yeah, that's it, really. Feel that. Mixed bag. Yeah, what about you? Um, like Mo, I've been listening to the new Tyler album. I've pretty much been rinsing that. Very, It's, it's just a great album. Um, I like the fact that he was experimenting. There's a point in that album where he's... It goes to, like, Scar slash Lover's Rock, and it kind of caught me for a loop, because obviously I know that Tyler's very, like, experimental when it comes to production, but I didn't think, like, he knew about Lover's Rock like that. So yeah. I was just like, right, this is a very pleasant surprise. Um, but yeah, man, dope album. I've been listening to the Ransom EP as well, Seven. Listened to that yesterday. Um, very dope. I think Ransom has like one of the best vocal tones in the game right now. 100%. I think everything he says has authority and has punch and has weight. Um, Do you so think he sounds like Benny, the butcher? Nah. No? I don't think so. Because I've heard people say that and I'm not, he looks I'm like not sure him. if I agree, but there's a similarity in their delivery that I, that I hear. Not necessarily a vocal tone, but... How they deliver their bars, I don't know. It's I, I feel something quite similar there. I think Ransom's more scientific with it though. Like he yeah. his 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 bars are always hitting the beat. He's more lyrical, and he's more lyrical yeah. as well. So I think it's just a little bit more, yeah, little, precise. Maybe yeah, he's a lot more precise with it. Yeah. I think Benny might be not rough, but he might be less precise mm. than Ransom. But um, they, I mean, they could be twins, <laughs> like facially. <laughs> um, but you know, dope EP, dope EP. Um, I listened to the new Pierre Bourne album, The Life of Pierre. Oh, he's got one. Five. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. Um, I just think he should stick to producing and not like trying yeah. to sing because he's got nothing to say, nothing at all. Oh wait, he's the artist. He's the artist. Yeah, I thought he was just he's singing, producing, and then no, he's singing and producing. Kali type thing. No, he's singing and producing. So he's an artist. Yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. singing and producing. He's got Uzi on there. He's got Playboy Carti on there. Yeah. Don't don't touch it really. <laughs> um listen to the new Salt Project Nine. Super dope. Um it's kind of got like a London theme to it, like as far as like society, gang culture, this sort of thing. So that was really nice to hear. Little Sims killed her verse as well. Um 
I want to say someone else collabed on there that um, you might know, but I can't remember. It's Cleo Soul all over it. Cleo Soul is all over it. This is a hoodie, by the way. Oh, is, oh, oh, is I'm it? I'm seeing it now. Yeah. Oh, salute, um, to. salute to Cleo oh. Soul if you're listening. Well, he'll do yeah. his He's shot. wearing your hoodie. He's wearing your apparel. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, she's all over it, singing beautifully, um, as she is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to a rock album by a group called Black Midi called Cavalcade, and the drummer's black, so that's probably where it comes from. Um, it was okay. And I've also listened to a dope artist from London called Wesley Joseph, who's like a singer, rapper, producer. He dropped a project called Ultramarine, which was super dope. Um, if you don't know about Wesley Joseph, get involved. Very, very dope, introspective, experimental. Georgia Smith features. Um, probably my least favorite song on that project, to be fair. But he's in good places around good people, weighty people anyway. Um, and I've been listening to some Illa J as well. Okay. I've never really tackled much of his work, but I listened to the Yancey Boys project. Um, I came for the beats, I stayed for the rhymes. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Yeah. Without further ado then, let's get on to the first topic. So, oh, alluded to uh, one album not being as good as Tyler. <laughs> and, um, well, I guess that's down to perception, but what we're going to do today is we're going to review the new Migos album, Culture 3. Someone in this room is shaking their head already. Um, <laughs> he is shaking his head already, isn't it? I mean, listen, this is going to be a good review, isn't it? Hey, hey, hey. So, uh, yeah, uh, Migos just dropped the third installment of their Culture album series. Um, they dropped it, I think, a couple weeks ago, or, week, or maybe last week. One of them ones. Um, 19 tracks. I think it's like just over an hour long. Hour 15. Hour 15. It's got collaborations for the likes of Cardi B, Pop Smoke, uh, Juice World, NBA Youngboy, Drake, um, Polo, uh, Polo G, Polo G. and a few others. Um, now, you know what you're getting with Migos, isn't it? Migos, Quavo, Offset, Takeoff, the kings of trap, in a sense, before I even start to reveal anybody's opinions on it. I'm going to ask people what they thought, and Peter <laughs> is clearly desperate to get Peter caught. can take so, the uh, wheel. And, and as, as a note, audience, um, the only reason why we're really doing this is just to see what Peter thinks. Uh, we set him a challenge to actually listen to <laughs> just to listen to the album, just to see if he enjoyed it. I don't think there was any plans to really make it a topic to talk about, but since we're here... <laughs> Yeah. Might um, as well. So, Peter, the floor is yours. Uh, Thoughts on Migos, Culture 3. All right, cool. So, I'm going to just say this, innit? Like, I wasn't looking forward to listening to this shit. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I mean, from the jump, I, I, I thought that it would be a complete waste of my time. You know, I, I value my time. Um, so, so, when did you listen to it, Pete? Um, I listened to a bit of it yesterday mm. and listened to quite a bit of it today. Um, and, yeah, to be honest with you, man, like, I'm going to be real. Like, it's got bops in there, man. Like it's got, it's got. Do you know what I mean? Like there's definitely, there's a time and place for it, and there's there's songs on there that I can definitely vibe to and actually like, quite enjoyed. Um, and it's a bop. Do you know what I mean? It got a bit repetitive at times. Just I felt like a lot of the production was like very similar. Um, but all in all, it weren't a horrible album. It wasn't a complete waste of my time. For me, the highest point on there was straightening. That, that tune absolutely slaps. Um, but it's probably not an album that I'll really be going back to. The only time I'll really play it is when I'm out with you, man, or if we're, like, we're turning up to go out or something. So there's definitely a time and place for it, and I'm okay with that. But generally, it's not really my type of music. It's not really something that I would um, go and, like listen to. It's not really my bag, but I can enjoy it for what it was. Um, so it was an all right album. Like It wasn't, it wasn't a bad album at all, but 
I mean, it's not something that I'd go back to off my own accord like that, to be quite honest with you. But yeah, it had some decent moments in there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with Migos, you're always going to get a lot of good, you're always going to get a lot of bad, and you're always going to get a lot of mid anyway. They're not deep MCs, they're not deep artists in that way. Like, they're literally just turn-up music. So. And that's fine. And that's and that's okay. And that's how I was listening to it. I wasn't really... Expecting bars. I always listen to the bars, but I weren't really, like, just analysing the bars. Like, I was just hearing it. I wasn't really actively listening like that. But, like, even the production side of it, it just got a bit mundane after a while. I mean, it, some of the beats were a bit boring for me. Just me. Um, and, like, yeah, I just after a while, I was kind of like, yeah, no, I'm good. I could skip that. I could skip that. I could skip that sort of thing. But I liked the tune with Drake. Drake killed his verse. Um, and I enjoyed. Of course, you would like that. I enjoyed straightening <laughs> in. I enjoyed um, Avalanche as well. So those first three songs were bad to me, um, but then after a while, it got a bit. I liked the song with Bieber as well. I liked uh, what's that? What's the name of the other song? Uh, hold oh, on, let Cardi me. Cardi. No, I didn't really enjoy the Cardi track. Um, I liked um, Road Road Runner as well. I liked uh, Mahomes, and then that was kind of it for me. So that's like six, seven out of like uh, nineteen. Nineteen. So. Yeah, that's why I probably won't really go back to it. It's just not me, really. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I but mean, I, gave it, I gave it a chance. Listen, all I want is for you to come out of your comfort zone a little bit more when it comes to these trappers and these... To be fair, Migos aren't even, like, new age. They've been around for a hot minute, so... But I understand why people like them. Like, I could hear it. I could hear why people enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Because they're not, they're not, like, awful rappers. Obviously, like, compared to, like, the guys that I'm into, obviously not. But, like, for what they do, they are really good at what they do. And I, can't, I would never dispute that. But for me, it's just not a sound that I would want to listen to on a regular basis. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, trap isn't the most adventurous sound um, and Migos aren't that adventurous in terms of subject matter either. But as you say, you know what you're getting from them. You're getting a vibe. You're getting, you know, the flossing talk. You're talking, you're getting, uh, you know, discarding the ops talk, you know, and when you're trying to turn up and when you're just trying to be kind of live and stuff, trying to party, mm. this is something you could just slap on easy. Quavo is really good though. I like Quavo. I like his voice. I think they're all good, man. Yeah, I, I really like his voice particularly, though. I think he's the most, like, out there, mm. um, just as far as what he does with his voice, because mm. he can sing as well. Well, he can sing. He does sing. And he's just a little bit more, I suppose, free form with it. Yeah. But for me, I think... I'll just get onto my review of it. Um, I enjoyed it, man, for what it was. Again, I knew what I was expecting going in. I know that, you know, I wasn't trying to be fulfilled lyrically. I just knew that... Once I stick it on, there are going to be some things that, you know, I might want to dance to, I might want to bop to. And it gave me a lot of that, man. I think where they flopped with, uh, and where they flopped with a lot of their albums is it's just too long. Yeah. Like 19 songs, you could have taken out a good six or seven. Mm. Um, and that was the problem with Culture 2. I haven't looked at the track list of Culture 2 today. It's got like 24 songs over an hour and 45 minutes. Mm. That's not necessary, bro. Especially when you're just talking about the same stuff over and over again. Maybe that's more to do with like the streaming side of things. It probably is, but... Which I'd love to talk to about you guys one day, though. Fair. I mean, it probably is, but at the same time, like, as artists, you should just know that everything you've recorded doesn't need to be shared to the public. Mm. If I record 50 songs and then release all those 50 songs, chances are all those 50 songs are not going to be as good mm. as each other. So I just wish, funnily enough, quality control was <laughs> around <laughs> for them to really just condense it down to what would be a short, digestible, enjoyable album. But for what it was, I did enjoy it. As opposed to you, I kind of like that they took a look, they took a couple risks um, sonically. Like Avalanche, they used the um, Pop Boys Rolling Stone kind of sample. Mm. Um, Vaccine, it's got sounds very majestic. I like it's that the, song as well. It's, it's got the flutes yeah. and stuff. Um, Malibu as well, very experimental. 
I think they're pushing the boundaries of what trap can sound like, mm. even though it's still the same kind of drum patterns and trappy Simpson stuff. What they're doing in and around that, for me, made the album a little bit more interesting um, compared to like a normal trapper, basically, who would just find, you know, the hottest producer and just a very so-so generic trap beat. I feel like this, at least, while they're not saying anything new, at least they kind of pushed it forward and made it interesting with the sound. Um, so I can, appre- I, pre- I can appreciate them for doing that. Mm. I think performance-wise, um, I think they were all dope, man. Quavo did his thing. Offset did his thing. I think Takeoff's the MVP um, for his flows, for his rapping. Low-key, I think he's the best rapper in the group. Mm. Low-key. Him and Offset are talking to each other. So one day it could be Offset. Next day it could be Takeoff. But It's not really saying much, but okay. Thanks for that. Um, but for this album, I think Takeoff took it, man. Um, he, I think he just anchored everything, mm. like from his ad libs to, you know, if Quavo's going to do his like kind of singy, singy stuff and Offset is a little bit more like turn up. Takeoff's kind of like an amalgamation of both of them to where he can do all of it. And mm. he's flowing and flowing. I love some of the flows on this, man, on Roadrunner. Like Offset's flow on the hook. Mm. Yeah, man, that was, that was, that was something, man. So, you know, favorite tracks, I'd probably say Avalanche, Type Shit with Cardi B. That is the one where I'm just like, yo, if I see, if I hear this live, or if, I'm, if we're at our party or whatever, like, something's happening, fam. Yeah. Uh, Malibu was dope. Vaccine was dope. Light It Up with Pop Smoke was dope. I want to hear more Migos on Drill. Um, I think they could do that really well. But yeah, man, I think generally, I didn't gain anything as far as like knowing who Migos are or what they're about or anything from this album, which really and truly you're not going to, but for what it was, it was it was it was it was, it was enjoyable. I would definitely stick this on when I'm not trying to be when, when I'm not trying to dissect lyrics or anything like that and just like trying to vibe basically. Yeah. And that's what they're perfect for. Mm. So shout out to Migos for an enjoyable album. I mean, next time, maybe condense it a bit and then you'll have my attention a little bit more. Um but yeah, that's me. Drake. I mean, he bodied his verse though. He went, bodied it. Went, it went on for ages, man. It was Drake. It went, it was Drake. It, no, but he sounded great on that. It went, it went on. Listen, I like Brad and, and that's Drake. Slow, that's like that's slowly becoming my favorite type of Drake, man. When he's just like he's just stunning. When he's stunning, Braggadocious. Yeah, man. That's the I'm, best. I'm, Drake. I'm in, I'm loving that, man. That's definitely the best Drake. Because he really gets into his bag when he's just like, yo, I'm better than all you, man. All you, man, are below me. I love that Drake. I can see. I love it because I love introspective Drake too, but I love like flashy. You man ain't better than me, Drake too. I've always preferred that though. I've always preferred the the braggadocious. No, I haven't. I prefer like the ride type of Drakes and you know them them type of tunes. But I'm I'm. No, I like Drake totally shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm loving that way more. Like Omerta. Oh yeah, yeah. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Um, there's a few of them, man. So I feel like if he did twelve of those over an album, for me, that's the perfect Drake album for me. Mm. He won't. He won't. He's too talented to do that though. That's I think that's such a cop out. No, but it's That's the truth, such bro. A bro, it's similar to Andre Free. It's why we will never get a fully wrapped album by Andre 3000. But my thing is, though, you can do both. You could do just the rap album and then you can do whatever you want to do. Drake has been doing all this, you know, singy-songy, introspective, braggadocious over one album all his life. If he really wanted to, he could just strip it down to the braggadocious, get some soul samples in there, get some banging beats and drop a classic, bro. Hmm. But we to your point, it probably won't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, mm. but we move. Uh, Mohammed, what were your um, thoughts on K- Culture Three? I think that was whack. Rah. Personally, straight off the bat, I think it's whack. Straight out the bat, I think it's actually terrible. <laughs> um, don't think it's fair for you to give someone. Uh, how, how many songs is the track track list? Nineteen. 19. Don't think it's fair to give someone to make someone listen to nineteen songs of that. <laughs> I think that should be illegal. Um, 
I just don't get it, man. It's just the same thing in every. I'm up, like, I just feel like it's so repetitive, man. I just feel like once you pass, and I fuck with them egos. I liked Culture One. Like, I genuinely fucked with Culture One. Didn't like Culture Two as much. Dislike this one even more. I just feel like everything is just so mundane and it becomes so the same. It's like I get what you're saying when you say oh, they try drill beats and everything, but it's just like at some point I want to see a growth in my artists. And I don't wait, wait, sorry. Let me ask you a question. Is it samey in comparison to their previous albums, or did you find that the songs on the on this the album songs on the actual albums were the same, and it's the same as the, what I expect from them? Okay. And obviously, I'm not expecting them to, to jump out of the, and mm. do something wild, but it's just like I the way I'm set up, I like to see growth in my artists. Mm. Whoever, whatever you do, regardless of whether you do trip, drill, trap, anything, I just want to see some growth. And then, I, like you see it in Takeoff, you can see Takeoff where he was at the start to where he is now. But being the MVP in this album is like, I compare it to, you remember when Zogbia was at Wigan? In Zogbia? Yeah, and he was the MVP at Wigan. Goodness. Charles and Zogbia. Yo, but he was the MVP at Wigan. Do you remember? Yeah. Then he went to Aston Villa with a couple of ballers. Mm. Mm. Football mm. talk, audience. Yeah, talk. but my point being is, it, I don't think it's hard to be an MVP of this album. Question I don't think though. anybody Sorry. done anything wow. Sorry to interrupt you though. Question. If you have one like Roly, like Bust Down Roly, one album, and then you got two on the next album, is that not growth? <laughs> I'm just asking, man. These are the tough questions you have to hey. answer. <laughs> the tough questions. Yo, fam. Hey, man. But in my paper, yeah, I just, like going through it now. Obviously, I like I like straightening. I like the one with Cardi, but I just it's it's just it's just not me. I generally just don't like that type of album. Mm. It's not something I go to. And a bit of me could blame Tyler the Creator because of what he gave me. And then I listen to this, and it's like it's night and day. It's like it's so. The same, the chorus is the same last word six times. Yeah. The start of it is the same word five times. Then you mash that up together. Then you got takeoff, jumbling, something together. Do you get what I mean? It's just yeah. like, there's no cohesiveness. It's just, it's just, I don't fuck with this album one bit. Like I I can't, I think it's so whack. I'm saying that with chess, bro. Yeah, nah, and you guys haven't heard me talk about it. When we do review of albums, I like it. It's been a while since you felt an album yeah, whack. Yeah, like I honestly feel like this album is terrible. And respectfully, no redeeming qualities. There's not. See, and Yem was expecting that from me. He was expecting. Yeah, that. he wasn't it. Yeah, Plot yeah, twist. And 100%. normally with albums, the way we do it is, I like to be, I like to give a little bit of thought to it and think, cool. Even if I think it's whack, let me see the angle they're coming from. Mm. Can't see the angle these men are coming from. I generally think they go studio, and whatever comes out comes out. I mean, I haven't listened to their previous albums, but I mean, a, a tune like Avalanche that clearly is different to what their usual sound is. So is that not a level of growth? Not if it don't work. You don't think it worked? I don't think it worked. For that particular song? Yeah, I didn't like it. Damn. Do you know where the sample's from, though? Nah. Okay, maybe Off the top of my head, maybe not. Then maybe that's why. Maybe. Maybe. But, nah, I just don't get it. I don't get the whole album. Mm. I just don't. This is the worst trilogy I've seen since Lord of the Rings. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Completely unnecessary. I wasn't expecting that one. Nah, this might be the worst trilogy since Lord of the Rings. No, I, I do think... I do think outside of the lyrics and stuff, they are trying to I'm not, Bro, I'm not looking for bars. No, I'm not going for me. No one's for looking bars. for bars. Yeah. When they, when but they it's just, I don't get it. Like I, you guys know me. I don't even listen to bars every day. That's just not me. I'm not someone that listens to, I'm not like a, a Peter who will listen to a Black Fort 6,000 times a day. <laughs> so this ain't even a case of people going to be like, oh, this guy, all he does is listen to Nas and, Black Fort. Do you get what I mean? I'm not even that guy. You guys know me. And if you do do that, Pia, you're very nasty. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you get what I mean, though. Like, I'm not someone that just sits down with heavy bars and that's all my life is. I like to listen to people. I like to expand my thoughts. 
this is just a step too far for me, man. Yeah. Like, I don't, half the time I don't think they're speaking English. <laughs> Another half of the time I just genuinely think they they guess words that just, like, just nah, man. Like, how did like, Cardi B outwrap them? If we're being honest. Nah. Right, to me, Cardi B outwrapped all of them in that song. I don't even think she performed that well. And even the Drake song. It was Drake featuring Amigos. It wasn't Migos featuring Drake. Damn. They gave their brother six minutes. Damn. Yeah, it was. It was a Tell lot. me I'm lying. Yeah. Was it not Migos? Honestly, it was Drake featuring Amigos. No, it was. I feel you. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yo, you gave this, you... And he... He went the hardest in the whole album. But he, would, he would, though, innit? He would. He's the clearly the best... The best yeah, but... Right, fair enough. But that song, you gave him two and a half minutes. So mm. he's featuring... He's got that song in your album. Then it's just... Yeah, man, I don't get it. I'm not there for the album. Don't rate it. Don't like it. Won't go back to it. So where does this leave the Migos, though? Moving for going forward. Um, I mean, they're still, they don't, they're still the Migos. Migos are running yeah, shit, bro. As far as like that, that sound, yeah. and, you know, their position within that realm, bro. They're, they're, still, they're top dogs. Yeah. They're, 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 one bad album doesn't, and do you know what it is as well? Their target all this ain't me anyway. The people that have them on the Mount Rushmore isn't. See, I'm I'm quite surprised, Mo. I'm not going to lie. I thought you would fuck with it because you're into, you're similar to Yemi in a respect where like, if it's street orientated type of sound, you would fuck with it, whether it's trap or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of surprised yeah, that you've taken the stance. Nah, I, gen- I don't like it, bro. Like when I was he, He's reached his limit. Yeah, when I was listening to it, I was like, this ain't fair. Mm. Like this ain't fair. How dare you man, make me sit through this for an hour and 15 minutes? See, if I would have said that, you man would have been like, oh, you're old. <laughs> you're this, you're that. He's old. Nah, nah, nah. He's in this scenario, he's old. No, well. don't get it twisted. You're worse than me still. Just me criticizing one you man. You are old. Yeah, like just, uh, by the way, I know you want to say. Like, me criticizing one bad album, hey, it is what it is. But yeah, this album's whack. Man. You know why he's a bastard as well? Because he wants to be able to say this. He wants to be able <laughs> no, to- No, he feels like, no, no, but he- I would say it though, if I wanted yeah, yeah, to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you don't think it's whack? I don't think it's whack. I'm not going to say that. You think it's a level above whack? I think it's an okay album, man. Like, Straightening's going on my gym playlist for sure. Um, the Truman Drake's going on my gym playlist. You can't, um, two out of 19 is whack. No, and there's a couple others that I'll go back to. Listen, it's not my type of music, so I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. really even supposed to go back to because I don't fuck with this. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what but, I'm saying. but 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 even just from an objective standpoint, to where I'm not into this sound, it's not an awful album, man. It's not awful hip hop music. No, I think it's it's whack. not, man. I think it's if you accept it for what it is, then no, and I have, and I went. It, it can't be whack, really. I think it can, bro. Mm. I think I honestly Subjection. think, yeah, but yeah, like I am not gonna go back to a single song. Mm. Bar maybe the Drake one. I am not going back to a single song in the album. That straining slaps differently, like, though, bro. That's gonna get that. Might that get reminds out. me of something. Though. That tune reminds me of something like the do do do. Like it reminds me of something. I just can't. Probably not I don't know if it's Biggie's tune. um niggas bleed or if it's like a Drake tune. But it reminds me of something. That particular bit in that song. I just can't put my finger on it. But yeah. I mean, listen. Hey man. Very very mixed in this room then. Yeah, <laughs> very much. Yeah yeah yeah. I'm never going back to my life. But Fair enough. Well, shout out to the Migos. I mean, obviously they're going to keep doing their thing. They're the kings of trap. They're the kings of, you know, pretty much the game. Yeah, they're solidified. They're very they're, solidified. They're, they're going to keep doing what they're doing. They're going to keep doing what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? They're they're very, like it or not, they're very important. Like, and I, I can do these non-conventional reviews every now and again, man. So if you, man, like, have a, have other trap albums, you, man, want to, like, <laughs> propose, I'm, I'm open. So this will be a new segment. Peter tries yeah, trap. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Work. I'm yeah, down because this wasn't work. like an awful listen. I was expecting it to be just a complete waste of my time, honestly. But it wasn't like it was. It was alright. Like I see, find myself like bobbing. Do you know what I mean? I was like, all right, cool. Well, audience, you, heard you know how I, you know how I gave it was a bad album. I had to keep going to it. Like I'll listen to three songs and I'll need a pause, and then listen to it, something else, and then come back to it, and I'll need a break. 
See, you're just punishing yourself. If I sat for the whole thing, I want 15 minutes. I would have had a problem. Do you know how I know when I don't really like an album or I want to like it is when I listen to it and I keep going back into it to find good songs. Just to be like, we're forcing something. That's what I did with Her's album. I listened to it over and over again. I was like, nah, I must have missed something. There has to be more here. But nah. Oh, so you don't gauge it after first listen? Um, Yeah, but no. Depending on the art. Yeah, but, but no, not really. I, I take a bit of time just to, I hear different things at different moments, isn't it? I might be busy when I'm doing my first listen. I might, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Active listening versus like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and some songs you enjoyed the first listen, you might not enjoy the second listen. Like yeah. There's a few songs on this album that on first listen I liked, but on second listen on the way here, didn't like as much. Like, yeah. I like the hook on Road Runner, but I don't really like the song yeah. Um, yeah. and stuff like that. But I like some of their flows as well though. Like, They're flowing, man. Yeah, like like it's like it's um a continuous type of like, do you know what I mean? Like a bar, a continuous barring. I kind of like that, even though it's not like very skilled, but I still enjoyed the style in which they're putting the bars together. If yeah. that makes sense. And that's what I appreciate most about it because they are doing that so well. Mm. I feel like flow wise, they construct their bars very well. Mm. I'd say for as well as they can. <laughs> I you mean, it doesn't always have no, to be an asterisk. No, no, but sometimes it does. Because if you're like, oh, he puts his bars together as well. What the fuck does Royce the 5'9 do? Puts his bars together. Puts the bars together well. No, no. We're not comparing the two. Can't. Uh, we can't I'm not. Two. I can't. We can't compare. Royce. Old head's getting so defensive. No, Roy, Royce, if you're but listening, no, I ain't say, doing that. What I'm about to say, these two put their bars together. So, nah, only one person could do it well. The other person could just put bars together. And that's what Migos do. They put bars together. I want to say they do it well. Do you know what's so funny about this? Like, Yemi was the one getting trashed <laughs> on Twitter. It should be us. <laughs> the hip-hop snobs strike again. Oh, no, but he's right. got a point. These not put bars together. There's a difference when you say well. Oh, how they do it, they do it well. Yeah. So what does your electronic do? Puts his bars together well for how he does it. Yeah, nah, but nah, not nah. Like, it's not the same I'm, I'm being human. dumb, I'm being <laughs> dumb, I'm being <laughs> dumb. I feel Yemi, I'm being dumb, innit? <laughs> been annoying, fam. So annoying, bro. <laughs> but with that being said, <laughs> I'm never gonna compare Migos to Royce and Jay Electronica. Why are you making me do that? <laughs> so wait, out of ten, what we each give an album? Seven. I give it four or five. Give it a three or four. Before you gave it a minus five. Yeah, I'm trying to be respectful. Outside, I definitely gave it a minus five. That's disrespectful. Keep, that, keep yeah. that energy, bro. Oh, you're right. This, yeah. What? Zero is never going back to it. So it's a zero, I guess, isn't it? I'm never going back to this album in my life. All right, guys. Let's move on to the next topic. So this one is a doozy and one we've been waiting to do for a very long time. So with all the talk recently online about who have been some of the more influential rappers of a certain era, um, I think it was um, Rap Caviar that put up a graphic of Kendrick... Drake, um, Cole, and um, a question mark over another slab of the Mount Rushmore um, to say who's been the most influential of, I think it was the 2010s. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of arguments about who it was. It eventually turned out to be, it was decided that it would be Nicki Minaj. But it got us thinking, um, who have been some of the more influential four rappers slash Mount Rushmore over the eras of hip hop. So what we've done is, We've basically taken a model that was provided to us by Punch of TDE, where he basically ranked each Rushmore over the eras. And by eras, we're talking about a four-year period. Um, and we're basically going to take that model and discuss who the Mount Rushmores were in the US for those respective eras. And for the UK, as it's not as vast as the US, 
we're going to break it down to who are the four most influential of the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and the present. So we're going to start off with the US, and we are going to start off with the era between 1986 and 1990. Now, before we get into that, because I'm a neek, I did uh, the era before that, which was 1982 to 1986, um, back when it was all 82. clap your hands, everybody. Um, they're playing basketball and sucker MCs. Um, people used so to get so mad when you just called him a sucker MC. <laughs> that was like a suck him up back then, you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were a sucker MC. <laughs> and they all throw their hand down like this. <laughs> yes. Suck MC was, was, was like bitch now. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah bitch exactly. ass. Oh, oh, that yeah, is yeah. funny. So, since I'm the only person that did that, I'm just going to shout out the people that I uh, put on there. So, I put Grandmaster Kaz. I put Melly Mel. Please refrain from laughing, guys. I'm I got in. Curtis Blow, <laughs> and I got Cool Modi. See, I had a, an honorable mentions list, but I didn't. I didn't do it like your format. Who did so you have? prior, so before we go into the um, the period of '86 to '90, my honorable mentions were uh, Melly Mel, Grandmaster Kaz, Curtis Blow, Cool Modi, Run DMC, and Roxanne Shante. Run DMC is a good one. Run yeah. DMC is a great shot. Yeah, you know I mean, because I know that like. Before the Rackhams and them man came through, their man had influence as well, wasn't it? Hundred percent. Know I mean? You're not number one. You're, You're not, not number the best. <laughs> Can't with no boot MC contest. You said that in episode two. He I did, know. and he remembers that. <laughs> Look at this guy. But yeah, shout out to those guys. Rap and Chante is a good shout. Out. One day we got to get into like the style of like rapping and how rap has like evolved, bro. Because like. If you just look at like how that man used to put their bars together back in the day, it's actually quite, it's interesting, man. I'm not going to say funny because that's disrespectful, but it's interesting. And we've come a long way. We really have. We'll put it that way. So moving on to the era between 1986 and 1990, um, it was unanimously agreed um, between us that we were going to go for Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, LL Cool J, and KRS-One. With a special shout out to Slick Rick and Chuck D. Um, and that era was really when hip hop came into its own. Yeah, they call it the golden era. The golden era for sure. You know, when not even just these rappers, but you know, a whole slew of like cool G rap as well, and a bunch of other people that just came through that kind of became the revolutionary artists that hip hop then started to breed on a regular basis. So, you know, enough respect to Rakim. Obviously, he's the godfather of everything. The goat, Big Daddy Kane, lyrical master. But also could grab gal, um, <laughs> LL Cool J, the young upstart that started young. I'm bad. Started. They call me Big. No, I'm never doing. <laughs> call me Big LA. <laughs> big. No, nah, this guy say Big <laughs> Willie. What is going on? Someone has rap. called him. Someone. Someone has called him Big LA though. Oh man. Hey, man. You know what I mean? LL Cool J, the young upstart, Karis Run, the teacher who, you know, when he first came out, he was on that crud. Mm. But then, you know, circumstances shifted his focus to being more of the teacher. Um, so yeah, man, Slick Rick, obviously. Slick Rick the ruler. Slick Rick the ruler, London born and raised, you know what I mean? Yeah. Shout out to him, Chuck D, most important political rapper that's yep. ever lived as well. So shout out to those guys, man. Now we're going to move on to the era of 1990 to 1994. And I think this might be where, I think this is where our opinions start differing a bit. Yeah. So we're going to start off with Mo. Who do you have? For 1990 to 1990. So I had Snoop, Cube, Scarface, and then the fourth is a sticking point. Because I've started to think, can we add groups to a Mount Rushmore? I mean, no. I did. 
if Yemi, in that case, then I didn't. Achieved. Well, you absolutely can't. Can you not add groups to... Bro, have you seen Mount Rushmore? I know it's four face, but that's because we're talking presidency. But exactly. Presidency. So how are you going to fit a group on the fourth face? What <laughs> you just put a sign in it? The symbol? Nah, man. Well, I, I said Wu Tang. Nah, we gotta be logistical here, bro. I said Wu Tang. Can't, can't, you said Wu Tang. If he says tribe, I'm saying Wu. For that era. Yeah. Um, when did Enter the Wu come out? Ninety three. Ninety three. The ninety to ninety four. I can see them. You uh, can definitely add groups, man. So then I'm, I'm <laughs> saying, <laughs> right, forget what Moe. Yeah, yeah. Forget said. this guy. Then I, yeah, in that case, I've gone with Wu just because the first album came out, mm. arguably the greatest group of all time. You kind of have to have at least one of their faces there. I think what Riz has done. Memphis done. Everything they've gone on to do as well. Mm. Ghost is arguably the greatest of all time. I think you kind of have to have something that establishes them. Mm. You can't have all of them rappers and say they didn't at least, they can't have one mm. of the four years. Do you get what I mean of the errors? Yeah, because I feel it's like- It's hard to leave Wu out of it. Exactly, because I feel like for some of these years, it's very hard to distinguish that fourth single yeah. rapper that was you know influential and important. Yeah. Whereas around that time, groups were becoming even more important. Mm. So I think it might be a bit of a disservice to just- not just acknowledge them in a, in a certain way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, well, according to Pete, you can only have faces, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's who I'm going with. I think Snoop, we already know what yeah. I've done. Cube, we already know. Uh, Scarface, arguably the greatest voice of all time. But yes, yeah, so I've gone with Wu Tang for the fourth. Right, um, cool. I just thought, enter the Wu, everything with it. That's who I've gone with. Pick that. Pete? Um, for, yeah, for this period, I've got Ice Cube, I've got Q Tip, Snoop Dogg, and Scarface. Um, based on the music that I've listened to based on articles that I've read, documentaries, uncles that I've spoken to, these four were probably like the best rappers of that time. Um, you know, Cube had America's Most Wanted when he just left NWA and, you know, that was, that that sent like, you know, massive waves through hip hop at that time. He had Death Certificate as well. And then you got Q-Tip who flipping <laughs> pretty much I'm not gonna say single-handedly, but was very important <laughs> for Tribe dropping, you know, those first three albums, man. Instinctive Travels, Low End Theory, you know, I mean, Midnight Marauders, and then you got Snoop, you know, Doggy Style, which yes, says it all, and he contributed to Dr. Dre's The Chronic as well in '92. So I'll add that in there. Then you got Scarface, he drops Mr. Scarface's Back in '91, The World Is Yours in '93, and The Diary, which might have been one of the first like five mic albums. In, in, in 94, if I'm not mistaken. That can't be true. It might have been was one it really? of. It might have been one of. I don't know if it was. You got the, five mic? Yeah. It was one of the first. I mean, they've been doing five mics since the 80s. Are you sure? I feel like they have. I don't think so, bro. No, nah, but five mics was the 90s one, isn't it? I don't think it was since the 80s, no. I might be wrong, though. And then Benzino gave himself a five mic album. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. That's criminal. He actually gave himself. You remember, Pete? Yeah. He gave himself a five mic album. Disrespectful. Yeah, they gave Instinctive Travels. Um, what, in retrospect, or did they give it to them at the time, though? Uh, good question. Maybe by the no, I think I think some of these were in real time. Okay, because even okay. Ice Cube, America's Most Wanted, is is a five mic. Is a five mic as well. Yeah. Okay. I think fine. it started in nineteen ninety actually. She okay, you know that's what it seems like. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. But yeah, so I still stand by that. So yeah, those are my four. All right. For me, um, similar to Pete, um, I've got Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, Tribe Called Quest, because obviously Q Tip's in it, and uh, Scarface. Ice Cube at that time was arguably the most important rapper in the game um, for his three albums, for what he did with NWA, coming off the strength of that. Changed a lot um, as far as like being that angry, you know, political, violent, just mixture of a rapper who pretty much could do it all and his pen was nice and we all knew that. Obviously Snoop came through. Sorry, yeah. was Ice Cube like the first rap star as we know it to leave 
a big group and still, still pop. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He was indeed. It was early nights. So it had to be, innit? Yeah. It had to be. Yeah, he definitely was. Um, and then, yeah, Snoop Dogg. I mean, Doggy Style. Doggy Style. Um, you know, the most promising guy in hip hop up to that point, I'd say, because he just promised so much. Obviously, he's worked with Dr. Dre and dropping Doggy Style and Doggy Style being like Classic. the biggest album of the time. You know what I mean, I think it's, I think it was the first rap album to debut at number one, if I'm not mistaken. And how old was Snoop at that point? He was young. Oh, he was young. Like he 18? was like early twenties, maybe early early twenties. Yeah. Um, he was young, young, very, very young. And he'd already obviously with the backing of Dr. Dre and that, but it was an amazing. Performance. And this wasn't Dr. Dre as we know it. Like, of course, now, like we, what we know Dre to be now, he don't really produce these tunes, and he hasn't for like the last ten years, fifteen years. <laughs> Where are you taking? But this? but but this was like that was shade. Yeah, but this that was hella shade. Yeah, but this was like Dr. Dre like, touching the keyboard. This was, this was fat Dr. Dre where he was like, you know what I mean? Really he was there in it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Even when he was really in the trenches. You know what I mean? Producing. Production and that. Do you know what I mean? So this was like Dre, Dre. These are hella shots, by the way. Hella shots, hella bro. Shots. Fat. Dre. I'm a truth teller. That's Is that what you call it? Shut up, man. Hey, man. Shut up. Tell the truth and shame the devil always. Amen. Truth teller. But anyway, yes. And then a tropical quest. Um, man, I think obviously like they came as part of the native native tongues, possibly with De La Soul, and obviously De La Soul and the Jungle Brothers. And the Jungle Brothers made the first splash, and then De La Soul made it bigger, and then Tribe just blew it completely out of the water. Man, that first those first three those first three albums, man, man, celebrated like a lot of careers. Were birthed by that outlook by that stretch. Um, you know, Pharrell, Kanye. Listen, Dilla. my family tree is coming soon, man. Oh yeah, Pete's family tree. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's coming yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm doing the UK one and the US one, but it's coming soon. That's gonna be a great man. topic. That's gonna be great. Without tribe, we don't get a lot of the people that we consider legends today. So, you know, you gotta put them in there. And Scarface, yeah, man, he was doing his thing as well. Obviously, the album run. He was in the ghetto boys as well. So not only did he have success with the ghetto boys, he also branched out and became a solo success as well so you know as far as like rapping ability and importance and as far as putting that part of um the world on as far as like houston and texas and all that mm. he he was very very important so shout out to shout out to scarface and shout out to all those guys we now move on to so you two had the same kind of anyway you two had the same list. basically yeah. yeah yeah basically but you can't put groups on there mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um yeah moving on to 1994 to 1998 I'm going to start off with you, Peter. Who you got? This was a bit of a tricky one for me. Yeah. Was it? I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. For this one, I consulted with my uncle, my uncle Henry, um, just because he like was there live, innit? Do you know what I mean? Like He kind of like saw it. So there was, a, there was like, I knew like the bulk of it, but there was a couple names that I were, I was flirting with. Um, so obviously you had Pac, I got two back in there. He was like the hottest rapper, like within that time. He had like, obviously the, the whole, he had controversy as well. Which you know add to uh, the add light. To the you know what I mean, films and that. But he also dropped, you know, Me Against the World in '95, and then All Eyes on Me in '96. Yeah. Um, which were yeah, which is like the hottest things around in it. Um, then he had Nas as well. Even though he dropped him back in '93, I still feel like the vibrations 94. of was it '94? Okay, okay, that's cool then. That's great. Um, but yeah, Nas, Nas is in there. He drops that in '94, um, and um, it was written as well, which were two amazing albums. Um. And then you obviously had Big, you know what I mean? Life life After Death, Ready to Die, within that time span as well. Now, for the third spot, I was kind of flirting between Prodigy, Raekwon, and, and Jay. Um, purely because when Jay 
back in them days, I don't think Jay was rated like that. Jay Jay wasn't what we think he was back well, then. Reasonable doubt. Yeah, or? even yeah, reasonable doubt wasn't really rated like that. It that came later, and I think he actually started that narrative. Do you know what I mean? Of it being better than it actually was. Do you know what I mean? So that's why I was a bit hesitant to put him there. Um, so I was flirting with putting in Prodigy or Raekwon, purely because Prodigy at that time for me, based on what I was hearing, was like one of the just the best rappers around in the 90s for me. Um, and then the two albums, that the first two, the, the, the second and the third album that Mob Deep dropped were just like completely flawless, isn't it? And like, I feel like their sound was just so important for what we would know like grimy New York hip hop to be. So it was kind of difficult for me to ignore Prodigy. And then obviously with Raekwon, you had like, you know, Cuban links and then also like, you know, what we were doing. So I was kind of flirting with those two. Um, and then I spoke to my uncle and he was like, yeah, nah, like it's got to be Jay. Like, regardless of whether Reasonable Doubt was people caught onto it late, like he was still like Jay. a new hot rapper. He was still like nice rapper. People were still kind of like, yo, this guy's sick. But he also dropped volume one and volume two in that in that era as well. Yeah, there's that as well. Um, but like, I'm also talking about um, 96 and 97, not so much 98. But um, yeah, so I decided, you know, I'm going to put Jay in there. Because the co-sign from Big would have been quite important as well and would have kind of um, brought some light onto him as well. And I think if we're talking lyrically, if we just going back, then he probably was like, you know, one of the best rappers around at that time. So I'll put him in that fourth spot. So yeah, those are my four. That's my four as well. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't. F- I didn't hesitate with Jay. Um, even if Reasonable Without at the time wasn't what it, it now is, um, the fact that he was so in these streets, like everybody knew him in New York anyway. Everybody kind of wanted him to win as well. So when it came out, you know, people were invested in seeing him win and be successful. And then he just built upon that with volume one and volume two. And but bro, that came later though, man. Like we, I think we have it twisted because we, we a lot of us, our generation became J fans way after the fact. But if we talk to people that were actually like watching it live, Jay weren't, they weren't looking at Jay like that. And I've listened to interviews of fellow rappers that were kind of around at the same time. And a lot of them would say the same thing. Like Jay weren't looked at as the, like just the sick, sick guy. Like it that. came later on. That came way later. That probably came like after Big died. Big died in 97. So that came like just before he dropped Hard Not Life Volume 2. That's when people kind of were like, all right, cool. He was always nice, but he weren't looked at as, the, oh, I want this guy to win and that. No, I think we have it cons- like misconstrued. But if you listen to the Breaking Atom series, you'll see that the people around him wanted him to win. I'm not talking about other rappers. I'm just talking about the scene around him. Mm-hmm. As far as like radio hosts, A&Rs, you know, promoters, the street team, everybody wanted him to win in that respect. And of course, we're dealing with 94 and 98. Even if he wasn't seen as that guy in 96 and 97, he became that guy in 98 anyway mm-hmm. with Hard Knock Life. By that point, he was undeniable. So for that alone, but is what is that is that one year enough though? Um, for him to be on, it? and that's what I was struggling with it because Prodigy and uh, Raekwon, they, they arguably had did a bit more within that time frame. But I would say that he's he's nice. Hey, he's nicer than both of them. But that's not enough though. You said, but influence. he had the albums. You as said well. influence. The you prominent, said influence. prominence, was, the prominence as well. Like where were they at that time? How big were they at that time? Fair enough, but I've got Jay in my team. I've got the same list as you lot. Though. What's your list? You've got the same list? Exact same list as you two. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I don't know if that one year is enough. That's why I, had, I was hesitating. I put him in there, but I was a bit shaky about it. I don't think it's just the one year though. Because even if he wasn't getting respect from the other rappers, it was quite clear that his buzz was growing 
and he was becoming more influential. And the music he dropped. And he dropped three yeah, albums. That's what not, 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 see, but the albums he dropped, he dropped Reasonable Doubt and he dropped Volume 1 and Volume 2. The influence came later though. Yems just said that clearly his influence was growing in that moment. And I don't believe that's the case. I think it is the case. I, I, I don't see how, because I can't see how, if at that time, Reasonable Doubt weren't, it was like a good album, but people weren't really fucking with it like that. And then he dropped um, volume one, which he himself hated. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't see how in that moment there could have been any sort of influence if you yours if if you're not getting the the accolades and what did reasonable doubt go and do? It just became very influential. It only became influential after he said um, reasonable doubt classic should have went triple. That's when people kind of like hang on a minute. Hey, maybe yeah, because before that. Nobody was saying, was, was attaching the word classic to reasonable doubt. He started pushing that narrative. So what was Prodigy and Raekwon doing at that time that means they're more influential? Bruv, Mob Deep dropped Hell on Earth and fucking The Infamous. Okay. And then Raekwon dropped Cuban Links, right? Yeah. yeah. He's never been as relevant since. So he's dropped one album. Yeah, but we're talking about in that time, time though. We're talking about time. Yeah, in that time, cool. But at the same time, just because he was influential in that one year, it's not like he was influential throughout that whole period. It was he was a part of Wu, and Wu were making a lot of noise within that period. Cool, but because yeah, Mo said that Wu were one of the greatest groups ever. Cool, but you haven't chosen Wu. You chose Raekwon. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I'm taking that as it's what Raekwon was doing, not what Wu were doing. You're just taking, Ray but Kwan he's a part of Wu, bro. But, like, but you picked yeah, Raekwon singular. Wu. Yeah, but that, yeah, but you yeah, can't but, take what the group into it. You've taken. Of course, you can. You've picked him nah. singular, bro. Bruv, nah, okay, bro. fine, but. Obviously, not just his solo shit. There are other shit that come into that as well. With Q-Tip, I've chosen Q-Tip because of the group albums. Yeah. Not because of his solo shit. But would you have picked Tribe if you could? If you thought you could? Or would you have still pick, stuck with Q-Tip? Because I know Q-Tip's the face of it and he did the bulk of everything. You still would have picked Q. I was always going to pick Q-Tip. But Raekwon's not- It's similar to an, a, um, a, um, a year period that we're going to come into later as well. Because I've chosen someone who's a part of a group and not the other person. Or- do you know what I mean? So we'll get to that too. But the point I'm trying to make is, you, I picked, you could pick Raekwon based yeah. on what he done with. Wu. Yeah, and I just feel like maybe in the '90s, Prodigy and Ray had a bit more sting to him and buzz to him than Jay. Maybe. I don't necessarily think the buzz matters as much because if Jay is as busy in that era, if not more than those guys then even if he's not getting the same buzz or respect, the fact that he's growing in stature in real time, he's dropping reasonable doubt, he's dropping volume one, volume two, and maybe if by volume two, that's when it starts to like happen for him, he's still very, very active and he's still very much like in the mix. You know what I'm saying? Lyrically, he's better than, than both of them too. So I think there's more on Jay's side than there is the other two side, in my opinion. Mm. All right, I feel you. Fair dues. Yeah, but you want to take over the next one? I will. So we are now doing... 1998 to 2002. Um, I'll go first. I went for, so I doubled on Jay because um, obviously he came into his own at that point. Eminem, um, yeah, again, he appeared, made an appearance and just dominated everything in that time period. DMX, um, again, another one that came through in that time period and dominated to a very big degree. And I've also got Ja Rule um, mm. for similar reasons, basically. Like, 98 to 02, I feel like, especially 98 was like a very transformative time for rap. Obviously, we've coming, we're coming off um, Biggie and Puck dying and that. And, you know, the next generation 
of talent coming through and obviously some people came through in a previous era coming to their own a little bit um so yeah very important era i also want to shout out nelly as well because <laughs> you know i had to put him in there nelly's an awkward yeah just kind of what you said nelly's an awkward one i didn't know whether to put nelly in the 98 or the 02 one he is an awkward one he's an awkward one because i was looking at nelly i was going to put nelly in 98 to 02 mm. but then he dropped dilemma hot in here in 03 mm. so it's like 02 or 03 so i'm like i can't put him in the 98 one mm. So I had to leave him off. So I'd done the same thing you'd done. I doubled down on Jay-Z. So I doubled down on Jay. I went with DMX because I think he had, what, two albums that went number one in the same year. Yeah. I think it, was it 98 he done in it? In 98. That's my rush more by itself. I don't think anyone's done that since as well. Two albums in one year is what got number one. Um, put, I think Future did, but yeah, he yeah. was the first. Yeah, put uh, DMX, I said, Eminem, I put in there. Jaru, I'm always, I've, I'm, he's going to go there regardless. One of them mm. years he's going to fit in. And then his t- he started to tail off. 0203. Mm. So if he's gonna fit in anyway, it will be in the 98 to 02 bracket where he had um a bigger push on his sex when he had Holla Holla's first song in 98 and then he went on from there. The cover. Remember the what magazine was it with him, DMX and J? Double XL. Double XL. That already shows you where they were at that point as well. When mm-hmm. you've got them three, that kind of tells you they thought they were the Mount Rushmore at that point anyway in yeah. rap for them two to be the three faces. So once you've got them three, it's the fourth one. And as much as I, as much as you want to hate on Eminem, if you do, I don't think you could deny that he has to be in that box. So if Pierre don't have him in, I mean, there, people will hate still. Yeah, but you cannot have Eminem when we're dropping all of them. What are you dropping? What do you have? Marshall Mathers LP, Slim Shady, Slim Shady LP, uh, Marshall Mathers LP, and the Eminem show. That was all between ninety eight and 02. Mm-hmm. Let's see what Peter goes with this. See why you got to say my name like I'm gonna like ignore the fact. The facts are the facts, isn't it? <laughs> to you, it's like the facts got nothing to do with feelings, isn't it? Oh, let's go! Facts are the facts, and I've got Eminem in there. Uh, it's undeniable. <laughs> Yo, I loved Eminem between this uh, period. I hold my hands up. So Lyrically, like, fam, that guy was like, oh my god. But yeah, um, so I got Eminem there. Um, I got Jay in there. I got DMX in there, and I've got Andre Three Thousand in there. Oh, for real? Yeah. Um, I thought about Ja Rule, but for me. His hotness wasn't enough to put him there, man. When did he was extremely hot between that time and he had a lot of hit songs, but there was no complete bodies of work. Andre was coming, and this is disrespectful to Big Boy, isn't it? But Andre was coming off the back of a Kremenai in '98, and then Stankonia in. But is he coming off the back of that as Big Boy? Can you just have? I mean, Andre by himself. I'm being disrespectful. That's fully disrespectful. But but I'm but because of how I receive the albums and. I guess just how I take in both rappers. It's di- it's disrespectful, but I put more on Andre in it. When did and it? I know it's disrespectful, but I've got him there in it just because I feel like it's very disrespectful. It is. Isn't is it? that revisionist though? Very disrespectful. You think at the time they were put, they were looked at as nah, Mount Rushmore? So. At the time, I don't think Andre was. When did Andre have that speech where the South got something to say? That was ninety four. Okay, that was way But my point being, at 98 to, to 02 was- but I'm, but I'm talking about just based on who were like the best rappers and influential at the time. And based on- Yeah, what, at the time, yeah, but, okay, was but based on Andre what, Bigger Than Jar. Not in the commercial, no, of course not. But based on what them man went on to do with a criminal and Stankonia- And the skill level. The influence yeah. is like way greater than what Jar did. Oh, you're right. So based on that, I've got to put him in there. I should really put Outcast. Scratch that, I'm gonna put outcast. Let me not be disrespectful. I'm gonna put outcast in it. I'm going against the whole group thing, but yeah, I'm gonna put outcast. But yeah, for me, that Cremini and that Stankonia is enough for me, man, because like the influence off that, like, yeah, man, it's just it's undeniable. I thought about Jar Rule though. For mm. sure. Yeah, fair. I mean, I'll probably give Outcast an honorary shout out as well. Yeah. Just just for the body of work and 
them coming to their own, especially a Comina as well and Stankonia and because Stankonia was probably at like the highest point commercially, right? Miss Jackson, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. fresh and so clean, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know what I mean? So I, yeah, it was undeniable. And I think I was thinking about Miss Jackson, which is why I maybe put more on Andre because I think people remember his part more than Big Boy, isn't it? And I think even on a Quemina, not to say that Big Boy didn't get busy because he most certainly did, but I don't know, for me, the high moments came with Andre for me. Maybe that's why, but I'm a, I'll, I'll stick outcast in there. Love you, big boy. Love you. <laughs> Never sleep on big boy. I know Rich is going to get onto me after this, man. Listen. Because <laughs> when he, when he, he's, he's like a major outcast guy. Andre yeah, 2000 yeah. is his guy. He's, he, um, we will, I'll receive a text, I'm sure. For leaving As big boy should. out of it. Yeah. As you should. That was disrespectful. Well, I've, I've rectified it now. Hey, man. All right, so we're moving on now to 2002 to 2006. Um, Hamid, you want to start us off? Yeah, I've got, uh, so this this way kind of, I guess this is when we started really taking in music at this point now. Mm. Um, 02 to 06, I think this is when we became, okay, aware of what's going on. We always knew what was going on, but this is when we became aware. So this way it got fun for me. Uh, first person I've got off the bat is 50 Cent. Don't mm. think that's arguable. Get Richard that train, Massacre. Don't think we can argue that. Second, I went with his Kanye. Um, may arguably the most influential rapper that we've seen. He's mm-hmm. up there anyway, top five. Um, second, third person I went with is T.I. And the reason why I went with T.I. is because T.I. is the biggest influence that I've had from the South ahead of Outkast. Like, mm. T.I. is the first rapper I saw from the South. I was like, yo, I really fuck with him. Mm. Like, I always, don't get me wrong, I love Outkast, but there's just something rock different when I first heard T.I. I'm like, Yo, when I heard bring him out, bring him out, I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Mm. Do you get what I mean? I'm like, yeah, so I put T.I. on there for me. Yeah, I think he had, at that point, I think he dropped like four albums before all six came out. Mm. Um, so that's what I've got in there. Now, the fourth one is where it became tricky because mm. I'll be honest with you, it was between Wayne and Nelly. Mm. And I didn't want to know, I didn't, I didn't want to double down on Little Wayne with both years. So I decided to go with Nelly because I looked at the track of and what came out and the number one albums he had at that point. And I think Nelly, in that era, outsold, I think, everyone but Jay-Z and Eminem. Mm. And the crux of that was between 02 and 06 when he had the dilemmas, the number ones, the hot in his, mm. the EIEIs, whatever, flap your wings. So yeah, that's who I went with. That was my fault. So I went with, just to reaffirm it one more time, I went with Kanye, 50, T.I. and Nelly. Fair dues. Um, I'll go next. Um, oh yeah, Jeezy was an honorable mention as well. Sorry. Fully. Um, so I got 50 um, for the reasons that Mo said. Um, Kanye, again, for the reasons that Mo said. The next two are very tricky, man. Um, so I got Ludacris. Just for, and I was just looking up his discography around that time. The guy dropped Chicken and Beer, which, you know, at the time was like one of the biggest albums. Dropped in 03, I want to say. One of the biggest albums. That was one of the first CDs I bought. There you go. Stand Up, you know what I mean? Act to Fall. Classic Bops on there. Um, and in 06, he released released Therapy, which won him a Grammy as well. You know, maybe somewhat controversially, but even by <laughs> 06 to where his run was kind of ending, he was still at his peak yeah. commercially and I guess creatively as well. Um, and even though, you know, he came up around the previous era, um, obviously word of mouth and back for the first time, he really came into his own, I feel like, in the era after. So I had to put Luda in there. And then I'm going to put in, maybe begrudgingly, because I can't really think of anybody else. The game. Mm. The That's documentary. Single, he single-handedly basically brought the West Coast back. Mm. For that alone, 
is I enough. Think he deserves, yeah, it's enough. It's enough. Yeah. I think it's enough because, like, for all intents and purposes, the West Coast were, had really nothing to say up until he came. Yeah, it was quiet for a little while. It was quiet it was for a while. Quiet and then for a little he while. came with one of the best debut albums in rap history, if I'm being very, very honest with you. Um, in 05, and then obviously it was what was the next album? Doctors at Doctors at the year after. So and LAX, I think it was. Yeah. Was it so yeah, man, got to give the game his flowers um, for that alone. Um, and obviously he's nice on the mic too. Um, and I think this was before he started name dropping all the time. So you know that's a bonus. So yeah, that's me. Yeah. Um, I've got Kanye, um, Fifty, Wayne, and Game. Um, I thought about Ti, but I've. I, I don't think he was touching these. Four I think he was moving. I think he's ahead of Wayne comfortably. No, I don't think so. Because Wayne, to me, Wayne started. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne became best rapper alive when Cart Three came out. Cart Three came out. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's when true. he started the Monica, bro. He didn't have the Monica in Cart Two. Yes, he did. In what song? The f- the, on, on the actual album. Oh, was he? Yeah, I don't remember the song. Because I remember the best rapper alive. I remember. Fi- oh yeah, but because <laughs> I remember um, Fireman. But I think I think Ti has comfortably. No, it depends on what your experiences were with the two. Yeah, Do you know true. what I mean? I. St- Wayne, I started getting onto Wayne quite early because of my boy, yeah. um, the car from the car. So, yeah, I start, I started seeing shit heat up. So for me, I, I've gone with those four. Kanye. And you like car two over car three, right? Yeah. So that makes. Sense. I was listening to that today. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Kanye's Kanye. Fifty, fifties, like that was such a fun time in rap, man. Like fifties run. Oh my god, it was is that the biggest dominance we've seen? Just by like that's the most fun that I. Like experienced man, because like watching him beef with everyone and watching <laughs> him drop amazing a couple amazing albums and then the mixtapes. Then it's like, times because Fifty was like the one that really made me like listen to mixtapes. So I, I just really enjoyed that time in it. So um, I think him or Drake have probably got the most dominant runs I've seen. No, I think he's the most. I think Fifty was when I say dominant, I mean like it's hard to explain, but Fifty's run was. 50 was when we really started looking at the numbers. Yeah. And it was just a moment in time. This guy had a game. Mm. This guy had trainers. Yeah, I bought his trainers too. Do you know what I mean though? Like horror, horrible, horrible trainers. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible trainers. But like the the what fifth the aura around 50. I wish I didn't know I, that about you. Yeah, no, I did. Do I've never seen that around a rapper. Even Drake at his highest. The what was going around at 50 at that point, I've never seen around yeah, it was a rapper. Different. It was Do you different. get what I mean? It's yeah. just yeah, it was very different. Yeah, the hype around him, I've never seen, man. Yeah. This guy dominated. Mm. He did. So, he did. He yeah. did. Yeah. Any other honorable mentions? Missy. Um, Missy's, no. Missy's in my honorable mention. Missy's a Missy's in my honorable mention. Mm. Uh, Missy's a good shout. So it was Missy, yeah. And I think I said someone earlier. I forgot what I said. Mm. Feel you. What about you? Yeah, I mean, any honorable mentions? Oh. I would steal your one, Missy. Shout out. <laughs> All right, but let's move on to the next era then. 2006 to 2010. Pete, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I've got TI. Um, I've got Ye, Kanye, um, Rick Ross. And Wayne, Ti, he had the King album, which was everywhere. He had the Ti versus Tip album, which was really good. Paper Trail, which I think might have had one of his biggest songs to date with um, Rihanna. Yeah, and uh, Swagger Like Us, and yeah, Swagger Like Swagger Us as well, and whatever you like, I think. Yeah, you know what I mean. So Ti was just like unbelievably hot. You didn't like whatever <laughs> you like. Horrible song, but good album. <laughs> yeah, um, and then you know, Kanye dropped um, within this time period. He dropped like Graduation, Eight Awaits, and Heartbreaks. My beautiful doctor's fantasy. This guy produced um, Commons Finding Forever. Like he was just yeah. Kanye. Listen uh, to the three albums you just said he dropped. Kanye's a cheat. That's code. a joke, bro. He's a cheat code. That's a joke. In yeah, he area. has ghostwriters, so technically he's a Can cheat. Can we stop? But Can no, we stop? No, but stop. that's a joke. Uh, that, that, no, no, he's definitely got ghostwriters. Why, why do you always have to add caveats to everything? Because sometimes it's necessary. No, it's not. No. He's a villain. Leave him. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> I mean, I'm just playing off my own words. Does he have a ghostwriter? I said he was a cheat code, didn't it? So I mean, I see what you done there. You feel me? 
Shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I got Rick Cross. Um, he had Hustling Out with Port of Miami, which is his first album, which was like quite popular around it was the everywhere. time. Yeah, Triller, Deeper Than Rap, Teflon Don. Damn. And then Wayne dropped Carter Free in um 08. So that's, that's enough. Just, yeah. That's enough. He'd done out of that whole period, innit? So yeah, those were like my four for that period. I've got the exact same four. Um, yeah, I mean, you couldn't, you're hard pressed to find four more dominant rappers in that era than those four. We've got Full House. Full House. Full House. Love to see it. Love to see it. I love when we're all on the same page, lads. Um, next era, 2010 to 2014. Um, Mohammed, you want to go first? Um, I've got literally, well, sorry, I've got the same one you mentioned earlier. I've got Cole Kedrick, Drake, Nicky. And I don't think you could go for anyone else, man. No, I think yeah, it's same. I think if you go other than uh, Nicky, if you take Nicky out, I just think you're. You're yeah, taking Nicky yeah, out for who Nicky yeah. is. Yeah, 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 not just for what she represented as far as female rap, but the numbers. And just the fact that she was holding it down for so long and it started in this era. So you got to shout out Nicky, no matter how much of a detestable person she is. Which she <laughs> is. See what I'm saying? Like, you can't help it. This is my first caveat. Hey. This guy's got a million. Whatever. You're right. Fine. No, you're right. We've all stuck on someone today. There you go. There you go. All right, then. Cool. Moving swiftly on then to 2014 to 2018. This is where it might start getting a bit interesting. Pete, you want to go first? Yeah, but gradually, yeah. Oh, this, no, this one it really gets <laughs> this, interesting. This, this, this one it really yeah, gets this interesting. Is why, this is oh, why. I can't wait to see 18 <laughs> to more, present. No, more so because um, I wasn't really paying attention. This is when I really stopped like, paying attention <laughs> to like, the mainstream. Really? Yeah. So, But just for the sake of um, you know, the, the, the conversation and just based on the people I had around me and what they listened to, what they like, and that's like that was my, you know, my thermometer of knowing what was really popping. So this is market research? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, you asked 100 people? No, but based like on what you man, based on what you man were like fucking with around that time, and whoever else that yeah. was in my life, you know what I mean, I'm basing it on that. So I got Future, Young Thug, Travis Scott, and I got Drake. Cool. So I, yeah, that that was my four for that period. I can't say too much other than that man was just extremely popular Fair enough. around the time. So and I can't think of four other rappers that were more popular. Feel you, feel you, feel you, feel you, feel you, Mo. Um, same. Take me, Drake out for the Migos, and I thought Migos there instead. Which shows you, by the way... Wait, you took Drake out for the Migos? Yeah, just because I didn't want to double up with Drake. We know what we get from Drake. That's mm. the only reason why I just didn't want to... Doubling up with Drake is just at that point. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? It's because you can't help it. So I just wanted to try something different. Yeah. And by the way, this shows you how stupid Atlanta's run is, just to put it in context. Big fact. Therefore, I'm, I've got Future Atlanta, Young Fuck Atlanta. Travis is from the South. I think he's from... Still Houston. Yeah, he's from Houston. And I've got Migos from Atlanta. Mm. That shows you the South run mm. is stupid. To have from the 90s where you got four man in the, from New York or wherever yeah. to four man just from the South. Yeah. Hey, salute to them. But that's my, yeah, I've got Future. Um, don't think, the influence of Future, Young Fug, Travis and Migos, where we still see it today. Whether an artist is from the UK or if they're from New York, mm. they have their ilk in them. At least one of them. I feel you. 100%. What'd you go for? I went for Future, Young Thug, Drake, and Migos. You left Travis out? Yeah, I did. Um, but this leads into the next the next era. Oh, fair enough. For me. Um, I think Travis obviously was doing his thing in that era. Um, I think he dropped Rodeo. Um, but I think the next era is where he became... Travis. Tra not even necessarily Travis, because he was always Travis, but he became one of, if not the biggest star in rap in in this is it in this present era Absolutely. and he still is one of them in this present era but future can't deny it influential young thug i mean we see it in it we see it today drake obviously his run was continuing and migos 
Migos. <laughs> but just me going, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, Versace, Versace and all that stuff that came from this era. So, mm. you know, that's the reason why a lot of these rappers, UK and US, sound like that. So shout out to them. We now move on to the present day, 2018 to the present. Um, you can take the wheel. I'll, I'll take the wheel. So obviously I said Travis. I've got Cardi B, Lil Baby, and Pop Smoke. I think Cardi, very, very much. It, 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 it speaks for itself, really, I think. Not necessarily resurgence, but she represented a new renaissance or a new wave of female or women rappers that not only rap or just present, but do what she does, you know, what she raps about, how she presents herself and stuff. So she's very much, I feel like, an evolutionary artist in that respect. Obviously, we had Kim and Foxy and Nikki to a certain extent, but she's the present day version of them, man. So, you know, got to put Cardi there. Little Baby, I just feel like he's one of the hottest rappers in the about right now. You know, very consistent, very hardworking. You know, he's got bops. Um, you know, he's not afraid to test himself with, you know, seasoned rappers and, you know, people like Future, Young Fog, who, you know, are his, are his, his fathers. Um, so, yeah, shout out to him. And Pop Smoke, I just feel like Pop Smoke, he, like, US Drill doesn't start popping without him. It doesn't. It doesn't. Like, Dior, Welcome to the Party, was literally everywhere in 2018, in 2019. And even in his death, like, he's still very influential, man. Like, for here, for over there, like... Yeah, man. He represents, he, I think he represents another evolution of hip-hop generally. So without Pop Smoke, you don't get, you know, Fabio Foran. You don't get, you know, the prominence of 808 Mellow, who's a UK producer here, pioneering uh, drill beats and stuff like that. So he's very, very important. So got to give it to him. But yeah, that's me. Pete? Um, Can't wait to hear this. Yeah, no, I've got similar to what Yemi's just said, man. I've got Cardi B, um, Little Baby, The Baby, and Pop Smoke. Fair news. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Wouldn't get into it or no? Nah. <laughs> Because I can't. So I went with, I went from a little bit different to you guys. So I went with Little Baby, I went with Little Dirk, I went with Ready Rich, and I went with Cardi. But I also went honorable mention to NBA Youngboy. Hmm. Because um, the wave he's got is ridiculous, but I never knew he was. No, he's yeah, so he's, yeah, he's he, put numbers on the board. Yeah, his numbers is ridiculous. He's most probably got more numbers than the rest of them. But I went with Little Baby because um, don't think he's. It's hard to say an artist hasn't missed, but in terms of big songs, Little Baby's just impressed me. I haven't heard a bad a verse where I've gone, that's not it from Little Baby in a while. Dirk, you guys know how I feel about Dirk. Dirk is my favorite, well, up there, my favorite new artist. Roddy Rich speaks for himself. I think Roddy Rich is the glue to between everyone whenever he jumps on a song, whether he wants to do the melodic thing or whether he wants to rap. He's comfortable both sides. And then I've got Cardi, you guys explained why. And then I put honorable mention, NBA Youngboy. Apology actually as well. Fair. I mean, that's. I feel like these days it's more so on the popularity than than influence because they all they all sound similar. They all sound similar, but also it's kind of hard in this present day for new artists to influence the culture like that, like that, like their predecessors. So yeah. for that alone, it's kind of more so of a popularity thing. But you know, they're all doing their thing. So shout out to them. All right, then in that case, we will now move on to the UK. Now, as I said previously. Um, as the UK scene isn't as vast for certain times, um, we're just going to round up the four most influential rappers for the decade of the 90s, the decade of the 2000s, the decade of the 2010s, and the present day. So for the 90s, yeah, man, UK hip-hop in the 90s was, uh, boy, 
It was a it was a difficult one. It was a difficult one to the point. It, it was techie, man. To the point where I I couldn't even think of three, four. I only thought of three. So the three I'm going for are Rodney P, um, Black Twang, and Roots Maneuver. Mm. Um, I found out Roots Maneuver actually got his start in the '90s. So he was I think his first album was in the '90s. So you know I'll give that to him. Um, Black Twang had been about as well, and Rodney P obviously comes from London Posse, active since the '80s. Um, yeah, man, influential in their own ways. Um, paved the way for a lot of what we see as far as UK hip hop generally these days. Anyway, um, I also want to shout out the Demon Boys um, from Mo's Ends of Tottenham, um, Task Force. They were doing their bits. I think they had a like a sister group that had Skinny Man in it, uh, but Skinny Man wasn't a full member. Um, and I also want to say Tricky. Even though Tricky wasn't a hip hop artist, he was more of a trip hop guy from Bristol and that. As far as like rapping. He did, he, he did bits for the UK in that era. Uh, but that's me. Pete? Yeah, man. Pretty much similar, man. I've got a Rodney P. Um, I think he he might have been one of the first UK rappers to rap with a, a UK London accent. Very important. Um, so I, I definitely set the tone for what came later. Um, but yeah, I've got Black Twang as well. Um, Roots Maneuver. And um, I chose um, Chester P. Because I don't know... He might be one of the first white UK rappers to come out, and I think he was he was um, very prominent as far as like that underground that 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 sound within the UK in the nineties at that time as well. So I've chosen him because I think he probably was like the best rapper, the best white rapper anyway. Also part of Task Force. Yeah, also part of Task Force. So um, yeah, I feel like yeah that sound definitely ushered in what would later become and what would um, I guess help. UK rappers be quite comfortable in making a certain type of hip hop as well. Um, so yeah, I've chosen him. Um, and then honorable mentions were Skinny Man, Jest, and Kleshnikov. Hear that? Wait, was Kleshnikov active in the 90s? I think late 90s. Oh, fair enough. Fair news. Cool. In that case, then, this is where it starts to get interesting. We will now move on to the 2000s. Now, Mohammed. Yep, yep, yep. Would you like to go first? I could crack on with this. Um, so, first, going to kick it off with Skepta. No surprise there. Let's be honest. Um, I think you can't you can't doubt the influence Skepta had in the two thousands. Whether it's us like rushing home to see a freestyle, whether it's us listening to the mixtapes, Skepta's name solidified. I've got Wiley there, um, just a godfather of it all. You can't have a whatever he whatever he is or he does. You can't have a Matt Rushmore without Wiley to me. Um, and then this way you got Techie. I've gone with Kano just because of the influence he had on me, whether it was the Lord of the Mics, whether it was um, the albums, whether it was a mix, whatever, he just, the bars, he just had me. And then the fourth one is where he got techie, but I've gone with D-Double. So I went with D-Double on my rap Rushmore to end it off with it in the 2000s. So that's my list, guys. All right, cool. cool. Um, I'll, I'll go. Um, I'll go so solid, um, just because I feel like you don't have- Before you said you weren't doing groups. I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> Look here. Look here. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> so solid. <laughs> yeah, I got so solid. Um, that street element that they brought to the game was just, yeah, it was just very, very, very important, man. Um, and without them, I don't think UK, even the way UK rappers are today, man, I just don't think. That's a chance. Yeah, it don't stand a chance, man. Um, I got Dizzy, because he just can't get away from the influence of Boy in the Corner. It's just impossible. Um, regardless of how you feel about the consistency after Boy in the Corner and Showtime, like regardless what he'd done up until that point was enough. Um, I've got Kano because 
he's the greatest of all time to me. Um, and that period was probably his like big early two thousands, probably like his, his prime for me anyway. So I got him there, and then I got Wiley, who created like a lot of the shit from Grime that would come yeah. later as well. So for, for me, you just can't have Wiley not. He's a Godfather. Yeah. So yeah, that's me. I hear that. So for me, I got Wiley for the reasons you got stated. Dizzy again for the reasons that uh, Pete stated. D double because without D double, like you know, he's the prototype for the kind of animation slash, you know, the memorable one-liners and bars that we just remember Grime for, especially. Ah. I was never on D-Double like that, man. You was never a fan of the Uwa, uh, Uwa. You was never a fan. Not really, man. <laughs> it just wasn't really for it me. It just wasn't for you. As far as sounds and that, it was like Flirt D and that. It weren't really D-Double oh, for me. Flirt D? I mean, Flirt D probably doesn't do that without D-Double. Mm, fair enough. Probably, maybe. I ain't heard Flirt D's name in years, bro. I wonder how he is. I don't know, bro. Ask him. He's <laughs> from Tottenham, right? Yeah, I think so. There you go. You can ask him, probably. And my fourth one, I literally just had a change of heart. I was going to go for Kano. But I thought it's probably someone who's been more important to the scene as a whole in that time. Gigs. Without gigs, road rap doesn't evolve and become the sound of the streets. He literally had similar to not similar, but kind of in a way that 50 Cent just came and bum rushed the whole scene in the U in the US. I think gigs did a similar thing in the UK, man. Like late two thousands, like oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, you could not escape it, man. Whether you're going to school on the bus, you're seeing people playing, you know, hard bodied or, you know, the, the Blade Brown, um, you know, collab or whatever, like stuff like that. So I just feel like he had a he had a grip on the streets, but a lot of rappers in the UK anyway have never seen. So See, I, I see, I um I agree with all of that, but I put him in the next I put him in the twenty tens because in the I think it was on the back of I think late twenty 2009 was where he started to really, uh, the influence would have been felt in the years that would follow. Because he was back. So I put him in the 2010s because I feel like he dropped, um, Talking the Hardest was 2009. Walk in the Park was 08. So that's why I put him in the in the 2010s because I feel like the influence of that came in the you 2010s. Felt that later but, walking yeah, the yeah. but Walking the Park's in impact, I feel like was immediately felt. And obviously Talking the Hardest as well because Talking the Hardest is like, obviously it's grown in stature now, but even then. Oh, bro, I'm talking about it's the biggest song we've ever had. Man. Even then. Even then, man. So that's why I kind of put him in the tail end of the 2000s rather than the 2010s. Because by the 2010s, yeah, sure, his influence was growing, but I feel like that immediate impression he made on people was in the two, two, uh, the 2000s. So but, all the, but all the road rappers for me were coming out from 2009 onwards. And you don't have that without gigs. Even regardless of how... What year were they coming out? Like 2009, 2010, and yeah, so on and so forth. So regardless of what, um, gigs went on to do past that point like his influence was already felt because every rapper that came out that was doing road sounded like him yeah by 2000s though isn't it by the end of 2000s yeah exactly so but that's why I put him in the 2010s yeah but if his impact is felt in the 2000s yeah but it was late 2000s though. still 2000s yeah but it's late it's still enough it's still bro. 2000s bro it's still enough Right. For me, it's not. Enough. For me, it's not. Enough. No, I mean, not, I don't not, have not, it. Not, not for me. Like, if if you drop an album in 2009, 2008, and you influence that you felt <laughs> until 2010, I'm not gonna put you. But you just said that road rappers are coming out in 09, sounding like gigs, right? So I'm. Oh yeah, 09, 2010, 2011 onwards. Like, but for me, it was it wasn't until after that point that his influence was really felt. So for me, well, I'm just thinking his influence on the roads, not necessarily his influence on other rappers, because like I said, you couldn't escape, especially like growing up in Peckham, going to school in Peckham, you couldn't escape it. What's so your What's your 2010 list? So my 2010 list was Wretch. Um, I've got Gets. Don't do that face, bro. I've got Wretch, I've got <laughs> Gets, I've got Gigs, and I've got Skepta. 
Those those are my twenty tens. Um, and Wretch for me, man, I feel like um, his penmanship just it definitely influenced how like people wanted to start putting their bars together for me. Anyway, um, he had tracks within that time as well, so he started to receive a, a commercial type of success that helped open more doors for the scene as well. He had unorthodox as well. Um, and I think he just done a lot of his best writing within this time period, man. Retrospective was an amazing album as well. Um, and yeah, so I've got him in there for that. And Getz was just Getzin, innit? Like he was, <laughs> he was like lyrically sharp. He was clashing everybody. You know what I mean? Boy, better know, P money. Like, do you know what I mean? And he was just, just holding it down. The clashing thing is why I've got someone in my mouth. You could, I just don't think you can escape Getz um, in that period. And then Skepta was, yeah. He was on his um, Skepta team. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'll go next. I kind of went on a new generation vibe because from like 2014 onwards, that's when the new generation come through and they start making a splash arguably bigger than some of the people in your Mount Rushmore. So I've gone for Skepta um, because he was just ever present throughout the decade. Um, In early parts of the decade, obviously he was doing the pop stuff. Later half of the decade, he's out here just, you know, becoming America's darling, becoming the grime essentially the grime scene saviour, essentially, um, and bringing it up to heights never seen before. I'm then going to go for Stormzy, because um, I feel like, obviously, he dropped Gang Signs in Prayer, um, first UK rap number one album. Um, just the fact that, even if he is a plant, he did come through and he he became our new golden child. He became our new guy. You know, Dizzy was our guy back then. Stormzy became our guy. Even if the music isn't good, to someone's st- to my standards anyway um i can't deny the impact and i can't deny the success and i can't deny the fact that he is nice on the mic and all that as well so i give that to stormzy i also say dave um for similar reasons in a way um because again he came through where the scene was becoming more and more known to people was becoming more well-renowned as well and he proved he was one of the nicest of the new gen Arguably is the nicest, arguably. Um, you know, dropped Psychodrama as well, which won the Mercury. Um, yeah, man, the fact that he came through playing the piano and that, like, it was a breath of fresh air for me anyway. Um, so I give it to Dave as well. I'm also going to say Jay Huss as well, because never seen anyone like him, like, in the UK. Um, just as far as his music, his personality, you know, he came up around, like, 2015 and dropping stuff like Lean and Bop, Friendly, common sense album big conspiracy like yeah man he did a lot man he did a lot just as far as introducing like afro beats afro swing into the musical world as far as the uk goes gotta give it to huss man so that's me cool um yeah. i've gone for let me just pull it up so i went for no need to get into it you might already broke it down so i went for skepta gets stormzy and j huss uh, for the same reason why you said um, I guess Stormzy and Huss had their back end that second half of the 2010s. So you kind of still have to give them their respect on the Mount Rushmore just because they weren't there at the start. Um, doesn't overstate what they've done. Do you get what I mean? Like They don't have to be there at the start as long as they, what they've done is solidified enough. And I think what Stormzy's done, having the first number one album, having a second number one song, I think it was, um, Jay Huss to me, arguably makes the best music in the UK the last five, six years that we've seen whether it's the albums, whether it's the singles. I don't think there's an artist in the UK that makes better music. I think him and J5's tandem is perfect. Um, so that's who I've got my mouth. I feel you. 
And for the present day, who you got for the present day, Pete? Man, I mean, based on what you man have just said, I might have calculated it a bit wrong because I've got the man that you've just put in that period, I've put in the 2020s. I've got Stormzy, Dave, Sims, and Jay Huss. So are you. So, I don't know. Who'd you go for, Jim? <laughs> I went for Stormzy, Dave, Jay Huss, and Heady One. Yeah. I, I don't Let's know. I might have to recalculate the previous period now. Uh, because I think... It just depends I think Huss dropped in, like, 2018. His first album dropped in 2018, didn't it? And no, 2017. 2017. Yeah, and then Stormzy was, like, 2018, 2019? 2017. 2017. No, first album 2017, yeah. And then Sims, I feel like, became Sims... Last couple of years, maybe? Yeah. 2018. And then, and then Dave, last two, three years? Nah, I'll give Dave. Dave dropped. Where did Tiago Silva come out? 2016. Yeah, so he's been about since then. Okay, all right, fine. Well, even the collab with Drake dropped in 2016. Oh, what, one and all? Yeah, yeah so he's been about. Yeah. But then that's what I'm saying. So my 2020s is a mix of both. So I've still got Stormzy, Hearts, Dave mm. in my 20, in present day as well. Because they're still making waves so in the present day. Yeah, but yeah. they've done enough for me to be put into the 2010s as well. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, the yeah. overlap is still there. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like their first album came out 2019. It's kind of a similar argument yeah. to put in gigs in the 2000s and yeah, 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 sort yeah, of yeah. thing. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like we've come to a similar understanding. What, what was yours? Um, I think I went for the same thing. Yeah, I went for Stormzy, Huss, Dave. And the fourth one I, I was struggling with. Um, They didn't know who to put in there. So I've put, I'm going to go with Little Sims. Mm. I think that's a good shout as well. Um, trying to think any honourable mention guys yeah for me Sims in the last couple of years there's not many UK artists that have been like creatively better than us any honourable mentions Sims Nines um, I think that's it for now yeah I think that's what I've got for now yeah that's it for me yeah. can't think of any I don't, I don't yeah. Yeah. fair dues well that was fun guys but we're going to have a little bit more fun but a fun topic. That was a bit techie. I've got to rethink a couple. I'm not going to lie to you. Listen, this is what we wanted, bro. <laughs> yeah, this I'm not going to lie. This is what we wanted. I'm not content with like my last couple. <laughs> I'm not content. <laughs> you made him think. You gave him food for yeah, thought. That's all we do here. That's all we do here. Yeah. We're here to educate, my man. Right. But yeah, while you ponder, uh, let's go into the uh, fun topic, which is basically us picking one artist from each of these eras to make a super Mount Rushmore. So I guess that's just one. So we start one big yeah. four one. Yeah. One big four? For both, oh. for UK and US. Yeah. Yeah, so um, for US, I've got um, Kanye, Tupac, Nas, and Jay. Um, I, I just don't think there are more influential rappers than, than those four. Fair. Across the whole of hip-hop history. Fair enough. I've got Tupac, Ye, Jay, and Wayne. I don't think. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I that Nas one might be a bit of a bias. Oh, so we all gone for something different. Oh, you went for something different I as well? I've gone for Pac, Kanye, Jay, and a Kendrick. Interesting. Okay. Um, I just feel like I didn't want to add too many, because the Nas era is the same as, I just don't want to have too many of them, if that makes sense. Mm. And I feel like Kendrick deserves to be on a Super Mount Rushmore with what he's given us. I think but, then, given if, us but, but it is what it is, though. Yeah. If if um the 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 artists particularly have come from a period, it's not their fault. <laughs> I mean, I hear you. I hear you. I just went for I just went for Kendrick just because I don't think he could. I think if he gives us mm. one more album on the level of um Good Kid, Mad City, any of them, or even Damn, or even Damn, yeah. if he gives us one more album on that level, it's undeniable where he yeah. stands. 
So I don't think it's a stretch to say he's already there. Mm. If we were waiting for his one more, do you get what I mean? Mm. So that's my thought. I went for, I think Puck, we all know. Yeah. Um, Jay's my favorite rapper of all time. Kanye, the influence is ridiculous. And then it was, a, to be honest, it was a tough, Wayne was there, but I just thought, let me just go with Kendrick because the way he, the way he brought rap into the forefront, I think. Going. See, I struggled with putting Wayne there because, and I know this doesn't make sense entirely, but me putting Wayne there is like admitting that in some way he's better than Nas. I, I, I get why that's why. You do you know yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. Do you know why my mind would go there? I know that's no. That's why. Is. That's why I didn't do it because I was like Kendrick. I could justify. But rapping. that's why I struggle with lists. I'm not great at lists, man, because I, it's difficult for me to shake off this what, person's better. What I personally yeah, I get, I get have so. been influenced yeah. by. Yeah. yeah, I suppose there's there's always going to be an, an element of subjectivity to it, but it just boils down to who you think has. A been the most been more important to hip hop as a whole, the culture, the music, and all that, and who's been the most influential in that. Then I think Nas has been more important than Wayne, but Wayne's influence, I don't think it's necessarily been a good influence, but there's been influence there. But is that is that why you're saying that you think Nas is more important? Because his influence is more to your taste. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. See, we can't do that with lists like this. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I'm, that's I'm why he don't do lists. Yeah, <laughs> list. yeah, that's why we, yeah. We can't, we can't do that on lists like this. What's your it's got to be more objective ones. What's your UK one? Yeah, I mean. Wiley, Dizzy, D-Double, Skepta. For me. Ooh. Um, Pete? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Because that just goes from the start, well, start of Grime anyway. But, you know, it just, it covers everything, man. It pretty much covers everything. It covers from when we first started listening to UK music really like that, other than like Soul Solid to now. So I might have to go back and like do my history on D double because I don't, I've never seen what everyone else has seen. I hate everyone big him up, put him in these lists. I think it was a moment in time. I've just never, I've just never understood it. I think it was a moment. He's important, man. I've got, uh, so my man Rushmore for the UK, I've got Skepta gets Kane or Wiley. Mm. That's the four I went. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, for me, I've got Dizzy, Kano, Giggs, and Wiley. So you don't just refuse to have people from Tottenham, innit? Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about Skepta, but you know, man, know how I feel about Skeppy yeah. after what I put in the group chat. So yeah. that's going to come out. <laughs> that's coming at a later episode. Hey. Guys, don't worry, but. Ooh, suspense. <laughs> that was actually really fun, you know? Yeah. This listing. Well, shout out to all the rappers involved. Yeah. That was that was difficult though, man. And I'm not entirely happy with like my, all my selections. So, so I think I'll probably will go back in my own time and like rejig some. And bring I, it to the group. Yeah, for sure. Hey man. Because there's a couple of years that I think I would like change. Especially those last couple um, decades in the UK. I think I might need to amend those. But I think that speaks to how out of the loop I am as well. I mean, as long as you're aware. Hey man, <laughs> self-awareness is important, man. Self-awareness is important. And contrary to what social media tells you, you can actually change your mind. So that's fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was great, guys. Uh, but we're going to wrap up now. So thank you once again for listening. Um, any shout outs you guys want to make? Big up Cleo Soul. Big up Salt. I, I feel that. Mohammed? Now you got that shout. Let's go France. Feel you. So we'll sign off now. So, you know, thank you for listening. And uh, you'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. Until then, follow us on all the socials at Rams Dimes Pod on Instagram, RLD Pod on Twitter. You know, give us a follow on Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. And yeah, man, we'll see you soon. Until then, take care and peace. Peace. Say... <laughs>